Holy Gospel according to Luke. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and he said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, how can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, and therefore the child to be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has conceived a son, and this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. How can this be? That's what Mary asked. Just four little words, three, John Neiman, if you're reading them in Greek. It's a simple question, but behind that question, there is an ocean of confusion and fear and hope and many more questions left unasked. How can this be? She asked this question because an angel had just appeared to her and told her that she was going to have a child. And the child was going to be God's son. And he would rule on the throne of his ancestor David. And his kingdom would last forever and have no end. Listen, we know how this story turns out, but but Mary did not. So put yourself in her shoes for a moment. An angel an unexplainable pregnancy, this fantastical promise. How can this be? To be honest, I'm always surprised that was the only question that Mary asked. Right from the beginning, there are questions here just begging to be heard. When the angel appeared, he said to her, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. And Mary was perplexed. She already had questions. Like, like, am I favored? Mary, after all, was just an ordinary woman from the middle of nowhere. Like, like, is God with me? Because she was a poor peasant. And her people were living under the oppression of, of a cruel empire. 
And then there are all those natural questions that we all would ask if an angel suddenly appeared and started talking to us, like, like what is going on? Is this really happening? Am I losing my mind? Do I need to call my wife? Am I having a stroke? How can this be? That's what she said just after the angel told her that she would have a baby. And the next words were important. How can this be? Because I am a virgin. Mary knew of only one way a person could get pregnant, which meant that her fiancé, Joseph, was not going to be happy. He would have some questions too. And, And surely she wondered, how would Joseph react? In the Gospel of Matthew, we read that he was He was planning to end their engagement, to leave her when he found out Mary was pregnant. Surely she wondered, what will I do to be a young, unwed, pregnant woman in that time carried even more economic and social baggage than it does today? A a woman in that position would struggle to survive and would face ridicule and scorn. Surely she wondered, what is going to happen to me? Because according to the law, Mary could now be taken to her father's house and stoned to death for this. How can this be? Well, it's easy, said the angel. See, the Holy Spirit will come over you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So therefore, the child to be born, you will be holy and he'll be called the Son of God. The angel said these words like like there's some perfectly adequate explanation, but surely Mary had some more questions starting with, with like, okay, but what does that actually mean? What does that entail? Also, how can a human be the son of God? And um, how is it possible that, that he's going to reign forever and, and that his kingdom will have no end? And, and why has God chosen me for this? And and Where is all of this heading? But Mary didn't say any of that. She listened. She paused. And then she said to the angel, Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be for me according to your word. Basically, she was saying, all right, I'm God's servant. Let's do this. This week, I've been wondering how Mary went from, how can this be, to, all right, I'm God's servant. Let's do this. Because she said that without having her questions answered. And if there's one thing from this passage that we can all identify with, It's unanswered questions. I mean, honestly, is there anything that sums up 2020 better than the simple question, how can this be? Back in January, not only did we have no idea that this is what life would look like for most of the year, we didn't even know that this is what life could look like. Like out of all the possible realities that we had considered, 
I don't think any of us thought that the things we've experienced this year were even an option on the table. A global pandemic, a constant loss of life, public health being politicized. How can this be? Businesses and churches physically closed. Masks required in public. Worship at home through a live stream. How can this be? A new and sharper awareness of long-standing racial injustice. Mass public demonstrations. Politics threatening to just pull us apart. Attempts to undermine democratic foundations. How can this be? Not seeing family and loved ones, losing people we care about and not being able to attend their funerals, quarantining. How can this be? Social distancing, bubbles, remote learning, hospital shortages. How can this be? Over this year, All three pastors at Emmanuel have done our best amidst all the changes and the challenges to proclaim the comfort and the peace and the hope that faith in Jesus Christ gives to us. And all of that is true. But faith doesn't take away all our questions, does it? How can this be? I have heard this question asked a thousand times in a thousand different ways by the members of our church over the past 10 months. How can this be? When we ask why this is happening, when it will stop, why people are behaving the way they are, why those in power are making certain decisions about about government and business and school, we're really echoing Mary's question How can this be? We've asked where God is and and what God is doing amidst all that is happening. How can this be? And I'm grateful that Mary asked this question. It's so human. We can all identify with it because we've all asked this question. And asking questions It's just part of who we are as human beings. Our desire to ask questions so that we can better understand and know is a gift. It's what fuels our our curiosity and creativity and allows us to grow and to learn, to push the boundaries of human experience and knowledge just a little bit further as we ask, how can this be? Asking questions and wanting to know has led to the greatest achievements in technology and arts and medicine and philosophy and culture that our world has known, including the vaccine that is being administered right now and is giving us a sense of hope that there may be a light at the end of this tunnel. See, questions are a gift from God. But sometimes, sometimes our desire to ask questions and to know can also be a burden. 
and even in impediments. Because not everything in life has an answer. Some things are unknowable. And some things are beyond our understanding. And not every answer satisfies. And no matter how much we advance, there will always be mysteries that remain. Mary would have been justified in wanting more information and asking a thousand more follow-up questions But she didn't. And that's important for us to see. Instead, she spoke from a place of of faith. Instead of asking more questions, Mary realized that she was encountering something that she could never fully understand. She could only trust God and embrace the mystery. And so she did. She trusted God, even even though she couldn't fully understand what was happening or what it meant. All right, I'm God's servant. Let's do this. That's what faith is. It's trust in God. Of course, Mary had more questions. Of course, she was scared. But when her ability to understand came up short, when, her, when she couldn't control what was going on, she trusted God. When her knowledge and her power ended, that's when her faith began. It is true that our faith does not take away all of our questions, but we also cannot allow all of our questions to take away our faith. See, the thing that amazes me most about Mary was how much she was able to trust God without having all the answers. Her questions persisted long after the angel left, but so did her faith. She was able to to live with the mystery, to to put up with the ambiguity, to, to tolerate not knowing and understanding. She had this space inside of her own soul to live in the tension of, of wanting to know and seeking answers and yet still trusting God without those answers. And that's the tension we live in, searching for answers, asking questions, and yet trusting God even when we don't have the answers and allowing faith to give us peace and hope in the face of unanswerable questions and unknowable mysteries. We should constantly ask, how can this be? But we can't get stuck there so that we can also say, all right, I'm God's servant. Let's do this. And thank God that Mary got there because her faith created space for Jesus to come into our world and that changes everything. His coming proved we are blessed. We are favored. We are loved and forgiven by God We belong to God. Even amidst the mess this year has been, amidst all the questions we have, Jesus being born into our world is proof that God can be trusted. That God is always concerned with with our well-being, that even when we can't see it, 
God is working for to heal and to love and to forgive, that God will do anything for us to know life and goodness, that God will even leave heaven and become a poor human in order to reach us with love so that we can know and experience that love for ourselves. And while God's people have experienced many hardships and trials and difficulty throughout the ages, while so many things have faded and changed, Jesus has remained our sure rock and our firm foundation, and this truth has endured, and it will endure through all of our questions and our doubts. How can this be? May you ask questions, and may you be blessed as you do. But may God also give you the faith to not get stuck there so you can join this long line of questioning people who have also found the peace and the courage to say, all right, I'm God's servant. Let's do this. And through your faith, like Mary's, may the light of Jesus shine into our world. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Amen.